A very good evening, everybody, and a warm welcome to a Spiritualism Lyceum night here from the Paul Christian Spiritualist Church in Dorset. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Those of you who may not be aware what a Lyceum meeting <coughs> is about, we do these uh, evenings quite frequently interspersed with our spiritual topic nights, but the theme of the evening is about spiritualism. So... Tonight we have an absolutely wonderful medium. Unfortunately, he counselled. So, Bill. Thanks, Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice to see you too, mate. <laughs> You're we have, uh, no, we've I've got somebody who I'm uh, privileged to call a friend as our guest tonight, Mr. Bill Rich. Bill, very good evening, sir. Good evening, Laurie. Good evening, everybody. Very nice to see you. Thank you, Bill. Where, where are you based, Gaines, in Essex? I'm based in Southend, Essex. Southend, Essex. Yeah. Wonderful. Essex. So, uh, the topic of tonight, we're talking about spiritualism, obviously. And as a well-renowned medium, such as yourself, the one question always gets people, how did this start with you, mate? How did I start? Well, spiritualism. I I basically grew up with it, Laurie. Yeah. Um, I I had I had displayed signs very very young age, um, and to be honest with you, I my mum was a medium. She understood what was going on, and eventually I I got involved in an accident, a road accident, and that was really the kickstart for me. Seven, eight years old, I become much more alert and aware of spiritual of spirit. But to get involved with spiritualism as a whole, I was probably about 27, 28 when I went in the circle. Um, and it, I can only try to explain it to people as this overwhelming desire. Though I could have the answers from my mum and other people, I needed to develop I needed to develop it for myself. It was just this hole here that just wasn't filled. And I was drawn to my first church, which was Hildeville. I got a lovely greeting as I walked in. I was handed a hymn book. But something didn't fit right. I, I, I didn't even go into the church. I just handed a book back and said, oh, I'll be back in a minute. Three days later, I walked into another spiritualist church at South End. And the only way I could describe it was this overwhelming feeling of love and feeling at home, being in the place I wanted to be. And it called me. And that, that, that is, yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Really, really strange. And I've served Hilderville God knows how many times since. And I love the church. I mean, it was a different um, president then. Um, a very good president, but it just didn't feel home to me, Laurie. But St. Matthew's had that feeling of welcome, you belong here. And that's that was my journey. I went into circle under the tutorship of a very, very, very good medium, very patient medium, I, I must admit, a circle leader. And she brought me on, and that was my introduction to it. I still think had I had gone into Hilderville, I think there's a very good possibility I'd have walked away. Yeah, 
Yeah, or it could just, or not just, it could be that <coughs> Spirit was saying, no, you need to nope. be here to meet these people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's my home still. It's my local church, and it's the church that I've trained. I've trained people in. Yeah, it's like home. Lovely. That was my introduction to it. So what era are we talking of then, Bill, when you first went into Circle? I was 27, so what, I'm sort of like going through late 80s, late 90s, early 90s. Sorry, I'll get it right in a minute. <laughs> okay. um, and and, I, and believe it or not, at that time, it was very, very difficult to get into a circle, lorry. Very true. Because very my true. generation, I mean, let's say 30 years now, so I was 30 years old, 22, 91, 90, spiritualism was very popular. Um, and people wanted circles, and there was just, well, you know, very hard to get into. Because in those days... Uh... Yeah, open circles were around in those days, but development circles, uh, normally they were by invitation only. And exactly. you would be interviewed by the medium. Oh, yeah, I had to sit an interview. Yeah. Um, I had to sit an interview. And and, and the, the, the preceptor going into that circle was, I will give you six weeks in this circle to see if you're right for this circle whether I can gel with you, whether you can gel with me and the circle can gel. Um, and at the end of that time, I will allow spirit to make that decision. That was my circle leader's promise to me. And, you know, I still apply it to my circles today when I run, when I run them. I think there's a lot of merit in that. Um, we are, we've seen pre-COVID this explosion of, uh various workshops groups set up to develop mediums but the, the, the simple and honest and blunt and some may take this as a harsh truth is not everybody is cut out to be a platform or an evidential medium i i totally agree with that um i i've done it on questions and answers in in in, in a church say for argument's sake or, or a workshop and you say to people, how many people want to be a medium? And all the hands go up. And you go, right, okay, but how many of you actually want to take it somewhere, work with it, say, from platform, and you can lose 80% of them hands straight away. Mm. They'll go down. But if you say to them, well, how about having all them abilities and that gift, but not have to get up on platform, all the hands go back up again. There's something about... They want to learn, but do they actually want to work with it? So I think learn and work become two separate um, entities there. Very That's true. Bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad is yours. <laughs> no, not that bad. Uh, <laughs> but it is very interesting. Um, something has become very much prevalent uh, with me. Excuse me. I've got something in my eye, and I don't know what it is, and it's not my eyeball. It doesn't belong there. Anyway um it's very prevalent is defining these terms about mediums because over the last 20 years probably um churches and centers have to me in my opinion and if anybody wants to disagree with me please do but a lot of our churches and centers just fell into this rut of uh almost like a conveyor belt 
approach of you know our service today is with the medium so and so service on sunday medium so and so service on tuesday medium so and so and it became like if every event every time a church opened it became it's got to have what i will term as an evidential medium and an evidential medium is one who will stand on the platform and provide that evidence the reason I say evidential medium, because we have healing mediums, not healers. We have healing mediums because they no, are the spirit. We have people who work with philosophy, again, channeling spirit. And yep. I think as we reemerge now, it's quite a good time to start promoting these different thoughts with people. Because if you go out to anybody in the street, say, what's a medium? Talk to dead people. And, yep. you know. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. away and we need and this needs to come from the churches and the centers to get this thinking over to people to try and understand because that might cause um the ripple effect with circles of people want to become mediums and it's what sort of medium do you want to be you know we're going to have our first um circle back here that's not a closed one and that will be a healing circle to develop people as healing mediums and i'm very keen to promote this differential between all these different titles that we use because as i say is i'll be honest hand on heart and i know i've said it before pre-covid i i'm probably 50 50 about walking away from the movement in total because i was just getting disillusioned with it i can understand that um i truly can understand that laurie i think pre-covid i think what saved me was um with a, a, a lovely invite from keith to work at spirit quest yeah yeah up until then i mean what am i going back three four years ago somewhere like that i was continuously coming in from work, getting in the car or the shower, then the car and traveling everywhere. It become a routine and I was losing my way where I wasn't enjoying what I was doing in the end. Right. I come to Spirit Quest and as I said to Keith, I come home. I was a part of a family. It was a spirit family and it showed me this is where you belong. These are the people that you want to be with. Where I found spirit, the real meaning of spiritualism and spirit existed. Does that make sense in that word? Yeah. I think the churches and, and mediums now, I think there's a losing of ways. Right? It really is a losing of ways. I come across people who think that spirits say, you are going to be this type of medium. And they forget that they've got choice. Yeah. Right. You've got a choice. If spirit said to me, right, we want you to be that type of medium. And I didn't feel comfortable with it. I would say to spirit, I don't want to do it. I don't feel comfortable with it. But it's good to hear you say tonight, Laurie, healing mediums. It annoys me when I hear people say healers as though they're a separate entity. Yes. They're not the mediums. Exactly. And to me, they are. I've said it before and I've said it to many people. They are the most powerful mediums there is. 
um to me they they link more closely with spirit when they work than we can with the platform because we have safeguards we can't get as close sometimes as they can with spirit philosophy mediums teachers they're all everyone's got a label do you know what i mean and yeah. i wish people would remember that no matter what you do with spirit you are a medium in a particular field exactly exactly uh you know the actual term the word medium is in any an interface between two substances yeah and it, it, how that interface works differs greatly across the board but uh as i say you know i, I just as we're coming out of this time and again everybody i always say this i'm not celebrating covid in any way but it really has brought a shake-up into the movement. It really has brought in an awful lot of thoughts, an awful lot of new ideas, programmes such as our own and many, many others of extremely good calibre are out there now bringing in different thoughts, different ideas, different approaches, and explaining things about spiritualism, which outside of uh, a few events within the churches and centres just was never touched upon yeah I, yeah I, I agree um stacy hi stace um let's put on there we need to adjust oh, you got it we need to adjust with the times our own personality makes us all different every single medium has their own personality and that personality can be used by spirit to put something across, to do something. But one medium doesn't fit all. This is where I'm going to say from my heart, my belief, yeah, there is a trend that I'm noticing where mediums are trying to be one medium does fit all. I'm a trance medium. I'm a healing medium. I'm a clairvoyant medium. I, I channel from astral projection and, and right across the board and i think when that happens and it, and it saddens me when i say that because every medium has a strength you know jack of all trades master of none let spirit be the judge of what your strength is yeah and i yeah. see too many people they concentrate on starting off with from healing or from developing for clairvoyance. And next thing you know, they're running before they can walk. They're sitting in someone else's workshop. They learn a bit and then declare themselves a master of it. After yeah, one thing, um, you know, some of these comments might get me in trouble. But be honest with you, Laurie, I'm not going to say I don't care. I do care. Otherwise, I wouldn't say anything. That's yeah, that yeah. is the big difference. I do care, and that's why I'm saying something because you can sort of diversify yourself in so many different areas and know nothing about what you're doing, and that is what I'm noticing now. You don't need to apologize for your comments, Bill, because when we're in this energy of debate um, and talking openly about things, if one person's got a passion and the other person doesn't do disagrees with it just don't weaponize it because that's what happens yeah um but i personally i have felt and i'm seeing examples of 
as we're going forward now, actually all forms of mediumship are going to become actually very much more refined, or at least, I'll rephrase that. Yeah, go on, there, rephrase. It, there is a potential for these uh, all these different types of mediumship to become much more refined and work in one specific area. I know two healers who work together. One can diagnose by looking at you, and yeah. I have had evidence, not hearsay, evidence of that. And the other healer works on healing that area. I think that's just amazing. Well, our friends, oh, sorry, our friends oh. over in Denmark, they have a, a lovely approach to their um, spiritual services where it's more of a group event so somebody will do the prayers somebody will do the reading somebody will do the address a couple of people will do the mediumship yeah. and the premise behind that is because they say that you know we're concentrating on what we're good on and we don't want to tire ourselves out by having to do everything in the service and i thought do you know what i love that well there's a there's a comment there from i believe julie Pierce. yeah hi julie um i didn't realize there's so many different kinds of mediums well there's male there's female there's black there's white there's tall there's short they're even shorter than me not many no. but you no. <laughs> no, um, one or two right <laughs> there are all kinds of mediums but what is the core what is the thread that unites us all and that is to serve and help other people does that make sense? It does. To me, that's the core of it. You, you are at service to work with spirit to help. And there's so much that people are seeking there and wanting. And I think, you know, you've got to work with your strengths with spirit. I, you know, I love demonstrating. I love that feeling of being in front of people. I love that feeling of linking with spirit and being able to pass a message on that's both meaningful helpful and it's a form of healing in its own way laurie oh very much it's it's very much um and and i love that you know that to me is my strength that's where i like to be i love teaching and i've worked all over the country and seminars and demonstrations and whatever but the same thought runs through my head my purpose is to help to give that's your strength i have no objection to whatever field people go into with spirit providing it's got an in purpose yes yeah and, and I think, that can get me in trouble with people i know but it's got to have an in purpose again you know this is an open debate with people and we're all over 21 so but I think Julie there is also making the point when we were talking about um, healing mediums, uh, evidential mediums, then you can go into physical mediums, trance medium. I think Julie has picked up on that thread there. And that yeah. just highlights, and please, Julie, I'm not making an example of you being any way detrimental to you, that this is where the churches and centres probably could do better in getting these thoughts over and this understanding over to the people that come in the churches. So you mentioned there, Bill, about your uh, healing as part of your mediumship, and I'm a great exponent of that. 
yeah. lovely Nicola Lambie. She's saying that healing does run through all aspects of spiritualism. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. It is. It's so true. I've got physical uh, health issues, right? Um, for argument's sake. And I've got blood cancer. I've got uh, an acute kidney injury, which is going into to failure or, or going possibly along them lines. I need to get it sorted. I go to the hospital, I see a doctor. If I go and I think I need spiritual healing and I go to, say, the church or to a healer, yeah, I'm receiving one aspect of spirit and spiritualism in that area. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm not getting a clairvoyant message. I'm asking, or they are asking today to be used of spirit to work to give Bill that healing. That is on the physical level. With a clairvoyant level, when someone goes to someone and they give that um, that proof of survival, maybe putting an end to the search of that person's grief by constantly looking for that loved one, and they get that proof, that touches on the emotional, the mental, that kind of level in able to let that person progress and move on in the knowledge that that person they've lost isn't gone, they're there with them. So I agree with Julie says that that thread runs through. And if I could wave the magic wand, I will say this, regardless of what people say, a good medium, when you watch a good medium work in their evidence and that, has often got a very good grounding in knowledge. Yeah. A, a good basis to work from. And that, that always stems back to circle and development. Yes. Good Definitely. teachers. Definitely. And through the lockdown, <laughs> put my hands up here. I'm going to say it. Probably going to get a big inbox on it. I watched some of the things go on through the lockdown on Facebook and, and, and the various feeds, and I was just absolutely gobsmacked. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> absolutely gobsmacked. And you think, what's going to happen to these people? Eventually, if lockdown's ever lifted properly and we're back to normal, where are these mediums going to go? They're going to want the platform to go to the church. And the thing is, Laurie, some of them churches will let them up there. Sadly, yeah, uh, I've had this discussion last yeah. week with uh, somebody else and I said this is something we, we need to be a little bit aware of going forward, yeah. uh, that people will purport, yes, I am a medium, I have demonstrated, but actually yeah. at the very best, and there's nothing wrong with working uh, with the psychic as long as you let people know, you know, if I'm working with you, Bill, and I'm going, oh, actually... I'm picking this condition up from your aura psychically. I'm not being told that information. I'm just seeing this in your aura, be it your etheric, your physical, whatever. Um, but, yeah, there, there could well be a propensity there of people stepping up who, who just simply are not ready to be on a platform. And, again, that is not a detrimental or an antagonistic remark. It's very true. You know, you wouldn't have an operation by somebody who's studied surgery um, in a book and never done it. And mediumship has great power when it is delivered correctly 
it can bring healing, it can bring release, it can bring upliftment, it can bring closure, yeah. it can bring all those and many, many more emotions. But likewise, improper mediumship and improperly put over can devastate somebody if they are open enough to accept what's being I, I, said. I totally agree. I totally agree. Evening, Craig. Hope the move went well for you. Um, I think one of the things, I Craig, one of the things that I think has been lost with with spirit and spiritualism is the onus put on the responsibility of the medium, right? I've tended to, I've, I've seen it in churches and demos and you're responsible for what you say and do. Usually. Right? You are responsible. You, you are dealing with someone's life, feelings, emotions. And, and I've seen people say things and, and do things. And, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, like I sat there and cringed. What are you doing? Yeah. And it's like they've <clears throat> lost, lost what it's about. You know, if you want to make a name for yourself and be a star and have stardom, go out and do something. Rob Banks, be Robin Hood, do what you want to do. But when you stand up on the platform, what you say and do, you are responsible for. Usually, yeah. Yeah? Um, and you've got to remember that, you, you know, you're trying to help people. And I think, me, I've worked for 30 years. I would give anybody a chance Right. If someone said to me, Bill, I've got this person, would you take them up with you? Let them have a go. Certainly. And I would offer, I would try and protect them and help them as best I can, because that was the generation we come from, Laurie. Mediums were prepared to help other up and coming mediums. We, we, we went under the banner for two years as fledglings. My circle leader said to me, when you come out of circle, you work in the churches, you learn to build up uh, um, um, strength, character, learn what you're doing, learn your trade, if you like, yeah? They come out of circle or a few weeks in the workshops, declare themselves mediums, and then go up and do a big evening of clairvoyance. Yeah. You know, yeah. where do you draw the line? So at the end of the day, though, it's the Lyceum, and we're talking about the development of mediumship and where it's going and that. It's going to come down to a lot of it is down to the churches because that is often the first port of call that any medium coming out with is going to work. Yeah. And down to the churches to vet them and to say, yeah, you know, actually, look, you're very good, but you actually need to stay in circle a bit longer. Or you are ready. Give them that encouragement. But they don't. They have 52 weeks of the year and they've got to fill their books with mediums yes I, I, so they I see take on untried and untested mediums and then wonder why people walk away from it yeah sadly I, i've seen that um with churches four dems a week 50 weeks a year so in that year they need 200 mediums and that then places an unfair pressure on the medium secretary to fill all the boxes well, Brenda Whereas, Dean has got a lovely thing on there, yeah, which is really good if, if you see it there, Laurie. Should we ever come out of circle 
Too many people think their development ends once they fledge. Development is everlasting. Very true. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Every so, time I work, I learn. Exactly. And every time is a learning experience. Yeah? Yeah. Because every message is unique and different because you're in a different environment and it's a different setting and a different person. And I would say to Brenda and I would say to all our fellow mediums out there from the spiritual fraternity of this is we get to a stage where where do we as mediums learn where do we learn yeah. we get to a stage where oh this is so-and-so medium so-and-so medium they're all over the country they're working but i bet all of us if we had that chance and someone said do you want to come back in circle for a while i would take the hands off to get back yeah where Bill Rich, the medium, reputation or whatever doesn't count for diddly squat, you are just a circle member trying to advance your spiritual progress. So to me, it's an ever, everlasting journey. It's an everlasting lesson because we're always learning. But I agree with Brenda. We, we never stop learning. And if, if I had the opportunity to sit with someone, I used to love them days, didn't you? Sitting in circle. Yeah, I was brought up uh, with the old school mediums, that generation of yeah. wonderful, wonderful mediums. Um, names have never, never been recorded or books written about them. Yeah. But they delivered some stunning evidence time and time again. Oh, but in that era, there, would, there was much more of a fellowship amongst the mediums. Oh, um, yeah. I, I hear that the story in fact you recanted a story about your mum with all her medium friends yeah. sitting around and the circles leaders i've sat under they told stories about you know we would have our circles just for us mediums yeah. it's not an elitism it's because they needed more of a specific focus yeah it's um i've, I've heard of mediums running circles um I'm not going to mention who, but I've heard of mediums running circles um, for mediums. Yeah. And then there's a clash of personalities because that person who's running that circle might say, right, we're going to do this. We're going to do it this way. And one of them said, well, I've been working 25 years and I've never done it that way. I don't see the point of it. Yeah. The, the, this to get to this stage, Laurie. And that's where the problem starts. This is the problem of now. Uh, yeah. We have, um, sadly, you know, we will have a clash of personalities. We will have sometimes the ego energy creeping in, uh, and that loss of. But this, this is not everybody. This is. I must stress this. This is not everybody. I know some beautiful mediums local to this area that I know that if I said, "Would you like a circle?" Do it once a month, come in and sit. They would jump at the chance, and they would yeah. not be trying to outdo each other. Uh, but they would be in there in the love of working with spirit, which is what it's all about. There's a lovely comment here earlier on, Mark Cassidy, and I do like this. And Mark saying, "Hi guys, I've done several courses with Billy Cook, and he always says to be unique and be your own man, and not a clone of whoever teaches you." Thank you, Mark. And yes, I, I respect Billy greatly as a medium. And that is such a true statement because people see so-and-so 
And I always say to my circles, never try to be as good as anybody. Try to be better. Yeah, totally agree. I I love Billy Cook to bits. I think he's a, a lovely medium. He's a good friend. Um, he's been in the movement a long time, done a lot of things. And I totally agree with that comment. Be you. Because yeah. you can't be me. I can't be you. I can dress the same as you. I can walk the same as you. I can trip mannerisms the same as you. But what's in here, your emotions and your uniqueness of who you are, your personality, that's the uniqueness that spirit will use. Right? It's be you. I totally agree. I, when I teach, when I when I teach in circle or anything like that, I say to people, I don't want you to be as good as me. I want you to be better than me. Yeah. And I want you to take it to the next stage. And I love one of the things I, I love. Um, and I've got to say this to all to the to our friends out there. When you go into circle, I've seen people go into circle and they've gone in meek, and mild and quiet. And they've developed with spirit. Their personalities come out. Spirits develop that with them. They've developed their link with spirit. And they come out to be quite confident strong characters you know and they we all did things i never ever thought that i could stand in front of people but they got me there and that's the uniqueness of spirit so what i say to people is spirit when you work with spirit spirit will change you yeah you'll find out more yeah. about yourself and find strengths and qualities that you never believed you had and somehow they hoodwink you into it. Don't ask me how they got me onto platform, but they did. Would I come off it? No, because I love the platform. I love the Dems. But at the end of the day, there's only one Laurie Savile. There's only one Billy Cook. There's only one Bill Rich. There's only one Brenda Dean. There is only that one person. And your uniqueness is what attracts those in spirit to work with you, to develop, to deliver. Hugely. Yeah, because at the end of the day, a medium is a recipient and then a giver. We receive, we give. What we give and how we give, yes, you can train someone to stand and project, and project their voice and presentation, but you can't train that inner self. That's got to come out naturally. Your humour, how you deal with things, and that's the uniqueness of spirit. Every medium is unique. Uh, <clears throat> a phrase often said, and um, I know I'm pedantic and I don't care. I've got this far being pedantic, so do you know what? <laughs> After you told me earlier on, I don't think you're going to get much further. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Um, but when people say about practicing their mediumship, you don't practice mediumship. You are doing mediumship. You need to refine and hone. I, I think to me i've seen it with people when they go in with that energy of oh i'm practicing it it doesn't imbue that full commitment to you know it's, oh, it's a bit like me with cooking or oh, i'll try that oh god no never again um well, elongate that a bit yeah how do you def how do you mean practicing mediumship 
Well, this is it. This is the terminology about when people say practice mediumship. I think it can lead to a mindset of, well, if I'm practicing mediumship as in training, as in building up to becoming a medium. And this is where I start to get a little bit funny with things because you are already a medium, but you just need to refine and hone and build that strength and that bond with all the team that work with you. So, you know, don't go into these things thinking, oh, I'm practicing this. You're doing it. Every time that you work with spirit, you are a medium. Whatever level you are, whether you're grassroots beginner or a major hall filler medium, every time you are working, it's not a practice run. It's real life. It's happening. It's there. You're going to say I something. I think I'm going to disagree with you on this. I knew you were. Um, and I, I didn't have to be a medium. Eh? <laughs> okay. You use the word practice. So you've run circle, yeah? Yeah. Right, and you've demonstrated, and whatever we 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 do with our, our whatever chosen field we're working in. If we carry on doing the same thing, right, and say it's wrong, if there's such a thing, what we're doing, we're practicing the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah, we're practicing the same mistakes. Um, you know, you wouldn't do it if you was having a driving lesson because that's the way you should do it with your hands there. You wouldn't have your elbow out the window. But if you did, you would constantly say you're breaking the same mistake. So I disagree. I think you can practice mediumship, right? But not necessarily whilst you're demonstrating. So I'll give you an example, right? I would give you an example. How would you, if you was walking down the street or driving down the road, you see something that's happened, a scenario, yeah? An accident, for argument's sake. I, I'm, I'm picking this loosely, Laurie, yeah? And you come home and you think, if I saw that tonight, how would I describe it? How would I work at delivering that message? So you can practice your mediumship Right, by saying, okay, I'm aware of, because that's the scene, but you're not going to go into the gore. You're not going to go into the disaster side. You can practice how you would deliver that to someone. The same as I say to people, when they say to me, oh, yeah, but I can't describe. Why can't you describe? If spirit can give you information, you can ask spirit to give you recall. Yeah. Right? You can say yeah. to spirit, I missed that. Give it to me back. Show it to me again. So when you look, I when I when I work with spirit, and those who, who, who've seen me work will know, I would just say, I've got a person, height, build, and I will describe. That's my particular way of how I like to work, or I work with spirit. How do you describe someone? You've got so many opportunities to practice and develop your mediumship, right? Sit on a bus, sit on a train, go in a car, walk down the road, look at someone and say, how would I describe you to someone? Mm. What's their height? What I color is their hair? What is their length? What's the shape of the face? Mine, 
my face is fat because I'm on steroids, right? And I've had been since February and I can't shift it. But I have no objection if I stood there and said to a circle, describe me, let's say I've got a little short fat bloke with a big fat round face because that's what I've got. And that's how their mind conceives the description of me. Right? So to me, when you say practicing mediumship, you can practice mediumships in totally different ways, right? By their build, right? Now, here's a, here's a little thing. Ladies, agree with me or disagree? Us blokes are useless at two things in life. Only two. <laughs> right? I've just been like, look, yeah? <laughs> when it comes to hair colours, and and we ain't got a clue. If I say it's it's grey, they say no, it's moonlight silver. <laughs> to me, it's grey. Right? If I see a woman who's got, I say a comfortable build, how would someone else describe that build? And I have done with my missus, walked along and said, see that woman there, that person over there. I would describe her build as, what's your take on it? And she said, well, she's such a build. And you, in the end, you start to get an idea of certain ways of describing that is accepted by people. So that when you say, Laurie, that you can't, you can. You can practice your mediumship. The same as if someone's very quiet off the volume, off, off with their volume from platform. You've got an iPhone or an iPad or whatever. Put it on record. Put it at one side of the room, stand over the other side and practice doing a message so that you can project your voice. If you've got bad presentation, do it standing still. There are so many ways that we can develop. But here's an interesting one. How do we become better mediums and stronger mediums? We open up a different category of things. Yeah, and I think... Um, where I was in practice, I was applying it to exactly what you've just brought up there about actually working with spirit. But yeah, I do like that, those techniques. And I, I've not heard of a couple of those. So I'm going to have a slap around the face one day, sat on the bus staring at people. But never mind, hey, I, I blame you. <laughs> we're, we're touching on something that with all this, these wonderful people on here tonight who are listening, and hopefully this is helping. There's so much we can actually do for ourselves. Yeah? There really is so much more we can do for ourselves. You know, if you are saying to spirit, I want more evidence, I want this, you've got to put the effort in with them to do it. Yeah. And you've got to practice. And if you want stronger mediumship and, and to get stronger, then question spirit. When you get a message, oh, I've got this, blah, 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 nipper. Well, give me something else. Give me something specific. Push. Clear your mind and go with the first thoughts, the first feelings, the first things that come through to mind. And they are how you make a stronger link. And, and you'll be surprised, honestly. I think what happens is, and I'm sorry if this is going to annoy anyone, I think what happens is that we come out of circle and we think our training days are over. Hmm. A medium. 
I've got bookings, I've got readings, I'm booked up next year. And we stop learning. We stop questioning, stop querying, stop pushing. I used to drive my guide around and round a twist. I probably still do. Because I'm never satisfied. After I, could come out, I could come out of a platform, a demo, and people say to me, oh, that was really brilliant, you was bang on. I will still come out, Laurie, and say it could be better. Yeah. And I will still say to Spirit, help me make it better. Because while I'm doing that, I'm always searching and always trying to grow. And I think that's half the problem now with the what's happening with mediumship now, especially with younger ones coming through. And I don't mean in age, I mean in experience. They've lost that ability to question. They've lost that ability to find that drive to become better. That's it. I've got my certificate. It says I'm a, a medium. I'm there. And you're not. You're only on the first step because it's an ongoing process. Yeah. That, that's only me. No, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I love all those suggestions to do what some mediums would call, you know, fill your toolbox up with things. Yeah. Uh, even just like flicking through magazines and looking at different countries and, you know, registering that. So if you see that scene, you know that you're working abroad. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had experience here with um, one of our fledgling nights and I invited a platform medium to come up and work and i was a wee bit disappointed by the response of i don't need to be up there i'm a medium and i'm like okay interesting so we've got a lovely question here from the sue townsend saying hi bill do you feel that there is greater need for philosophy along with healing to come further to the forefront more than ever as people need a greater understanding of what is happening in their lives and the world I think with the philosophy, I would love to see the philosophy come back. I, I truly would. I, I love the moments that we're given when we can go on platform and we have our addresses and we can bring forward spiritual philosophy that is meaningful, contains a spirit element in it to help us grow and move forward. Yes, I totally agree with the philosophy healing that sometimes the philosophy is healing itself yeah right um and people forget that for you know the philosophy is healing itself a meaningful um address that is full of the content of spirit it, it, it's a direction it's a guidance it's a, a, a reaffirming certain things that help us um you know what is going on and happening in life and our world I think we've just come in through with this pandemic and I think people are searching. Yes. People are searching. People are looking, looking for answers. Um, it's like having that, that itch, but you can't quite scratch it. They're searching. And yes, I believe spirit and spiritualism has a role to play with that. I think mediums have an obligation to help. Um, I, I'm astounded sometimes when you it's lovely when it happens but you give a an address and it and you give a beautiful address and people stand there and they clap they sit there and they clap you know it, it's a rare you know it's nice when it happens and but it's even better when people come up and say do you know what i didn't get a message 
but I love the philosophy. Yeah. That helped me so much because I've always said, I've said it to you before, Laurie, a message is for an individual. Philosophy touches all bases with all people from all divides. It's there for everybody. And it can in its own way be healing in its own right. I, I, I miss the days when I was training and you could watch mediums go up on there and you'd have a quarter of an hour, 20 minute address, but you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. Not because the audience was well behaved and well trained because they were intent on listening and taking something out of it. That's the big difference. Spirit has that one opportunity to address people with the philosophy, what we are, what we're about, what life is about. And it can give direction and guidance in many forms. A message is for an individual. That's the big difference. So, Sue, yeah, I do. I do agree. The philosophy does need to come forward. And sadly, a lot of mediums that are gone by the wayside now, where that philosophy and their teachings are long gone. Yeah. The, uh, our forefathers um, in the turn of the century and early 20th century, a lot of the big rallies, including uh, the Albert Hall of spiritualists, did not have demonstration of evidential mediumship. Winifred Moyes, who founded the Greater World Association, yeah. She would tour the country and fill halls to full and standing, and she would channel her guide Zodiac and yep. talk for an hour and a half, two hours, pure philosophy, and people would stand up and applaud. Yeah. yeah. I've always said, and I, and I maintain this, I, over my 30 years of working with spirit, I've had the privilege, and I use the word privilege and honour, to actually sit in front of people and know that I'm talking to spirit. Because spirit has come through, they're clear, they're very precise, there's no break in the, um, the talk or anything, yeah? It's constant, and it's pure love. And I always say that when spirit talks, you don't always have to hear it with your ears. Yeah, you can hear it and feel it from the heart, from the within, and that oh, I love them days when them, and I had some beautiful opportunities to sit with people and and listen. Sadly, now them mediums are no longer around. I mean, uh, feel sure I'd love to see trance come back, yeah, to a Sunday service, and therein lies a problem. Um, it was always even when I was training we was always taught you can all mediums were working in an entranced state but you couldn't allow a medium to go into trance right because it was yeah. something that wasn't done from platform because for that moment that can medium is out of control they're not in control of their selves now that is quite a contentious one and i know i think phil will come back with a comment on that <laughs> But that was what I was told 30 years ago. But all mediums work in an entranced state. And I've seen beautiful overshadowing and spirit using the medium to address people. That's fantastic, Laurie. 
I'd yeah. love to see it come I've back. Witness that myself. Yeah. I'd love to see it come back. And with trance, yes, there is the entranced state because there's a very light form of trance going through to the full out of it. Yeah. We, we will be having here at Paul uh, Ricky Whitemore coming up to do a Sunday service and a trance philosophy address because I believe that that is I, not all trance is everybody's cup of tea. I've seen trance mediums and sat there and thought, I really can't, I don't know what's going on. I know this is trance, but I don't agree with what's being said. But actually it makes sense because there's so many different schools of thought in spirit that you're not going to agree with everybody. It is still trance. It is still pure spirit. Uh, just because it differed from my point of view didn't lessen the experience at the end of the day. I didn't poo-poo it and rubbish it and go, oh, yeah, well, obviously they're working on a much lower level than me, which is the reaction, isn't it? Everybody does. It's just a different opinion. I think, you know, as this is a lyceum, and, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this tonight because I'm looking at the names here and the people coming in. And it's not just here. It's all over the place, yeah? And it's lovely. But the word spiritualism is a recent word, right? It's a word to describe the encompassing of the spirit world and the belief of the spirit world, yeah? People from the beginning of time have wondered what happens to people when they die? Where do they go? Can they see? Can they watch? Can they do? And we have documented evidence right away back, going back hundreds, thousands of years. Yeah? Right? What we got to remember is, is that we don't control spirit. What we got to remember is as well, that spirit doesn't control us. It's partnership. I don't care how good the medium is. Or who the medium is. You can't do the job without spirit. Correct. And spirit can't do the job without the medium. So you have this moulding together. A compromise. A joining. And I think that, in my opinion, from what I've seen in 30 years of working with spirit, I would say I've seen a deterioration. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I really have. I mean, the onus on on um, survival evidence and meaningful, proper evidence has been put to one side. You know, I'm, and I'm not knocking anybody. I don't care what people do. That's their role. But I think if spiritualism is going to survive another 30 years, then I think that the movement has got to come together and start setting its standards. Right, I really do believe that, and I think the churches that have, you know, all we're not getting people, all we're not getting the good mediums. Whose fault is that? That actually grow a bit of courage. I nearly said something, then put my foot in it. I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> right, but to gain a bit of courage and say, no, we're not having that. This is how we want the standard to be. Because at the end of the day, then spiritualism has a chance to grow. I don't go along with, you know, believing that, you know, um, 
with the SNU and the Hydesville rappings that that was the origin originals of the spirit but spirit was communicating way before that yeah right I think that's Mark just marked as the birth of mock this is when spiritualism suddenly came out exactly but spiritualism is evolving and you know i'd love to have some feedback from from some people on here tonight <coughs> the future of spiritualism lies with the younger generation right i'm 60 years old this year with my health issues and i'm being serious i don't know how long i've got laurie yeah mm -hmm. My health could deteriorate, and it is damaging health conditions I've got, yeah? But I'd like to think that I've left the mark with the spiritual movement, yeah? A bit of Frank Sinatra, I've done it my way, but I've done it honestly. And I've done it truthfully to the standings that I believe meet the requirements of a medium. I might not be everyone's favourite, but I don't care. But I've done it truthfully. When I look now and I see the young, they are the future. They are more in touch than I was, you was, or any of us are from our generations now. And they are the lifeblood of what spirit and spiritualism is doing. They're already aware, right? They're aware with their own emotions. They're aware with the the needs of people and, and and understanding of earth and and everything yeah and i'm not a, a, an eco lover or anything like that but they want to understand and you the spirit movement has got to offer them something definitely it isn't a hymn book it really is not a hymn book they want to know what who we are what we are why am i like this I've heard people describe them as the rainbow warriors. I've heard them describe them as the, the angelic children. Whatever word you want to use, they are the next generation. And my worry is that looking at how things have changed over 30 years, I do wonder where it's going to go in the next 30 years. We, we have this uh, golden opportunity at this time to evolve quickly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but here at Paul, I'm very acutely aware of this. So we've got four different types of services. Two of them are not called services to engage people on different levels to make it more interesting. And I'm just so pleased. Last Wednesday for our healing hour, people coming in saying, well, I've been really looking forward to this. And we've seen excitement in people in coming into a church and i'm going yes that's what we need to do because we have been doing this conveyor belt you know um it, i'm not being detrimental this is only observational you when you go and serve a new church and they say do you want to see the order of service you think well probably it's going to be opening prayer reading and address healing and mediumship and you go it's opening prayer reading and address healing and mediumship and you just think yeah okay and we, we just grooved this for it and we did it here at Paul we're not angels at all pre the pandemic we just grooved this furrow of just like convey about and encourage a very passive uh energy from the congregation and people coming in because it didn't actually involve them it didn't actually engage them until it actually came to a message when you did have that bit of interaction 
but otherwise it was just sit there and go with the flow thing so you know we have got time now where we are reopening churches to try like you said you know be brave i'll put it the polite way not what you said to be brave try thing and you know what if it doesn't work so you well, try not, something again you know Scott Redding's put a lovely comment on there mm -hmm. Teaching young sitting for the power i've got it right in a minute when it comes up i've lost it then sitting it for the power letting the unseen world to entwine their thoughts with the unfoldment yeah, that's that, a, a, oh yes so, I mean, it's a lovely way of putting it. I've, I've had, I, you know, as I said, I love, I love standing on platform with them in, um, and I'm watching now younger people come in. And spirit are not saying, oh no, no, we can't go to them. And I'm not a medium to say, oh, I'm going to go to that one. She's 80 years old. She must have a mum and a granddad spirit. Spirit will direct you to where you want to go to, where they need yeah. to go to. And you start going to these younger people and you say, you know, people from spirit here, right? And then they spirit starts to give examples of how they're there and the abilities they've got. And these people are going, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you told me that because I wonder what was going on here with no training at all, Laurie. Yeah. No training at all. These, these, these youngsters are very very in touch with spirit but here's the point is spiritualism there to just give a message or is spirit there to show us how to be spiritual as well does that make sense yeah and i very think important. that's a very very important aspect that is sadly overlooked because spirit are saying, right, we will give you the proof that there is um, a world here that we are. We've left your world to be in our world, but we're giving you help to um, attune to a more spiritual way of living, which in turn leads to peace, leads to kindness, leads to many aspects. And that's where I think the young differ from us. Yeah. Not a warring um, type. Does that make sense? They're more forgiving. They're more listening. They're more opening. And I think that triggers something in their spirituality that enables spirit to come close. So I think, yeah, I agree. We've got an obligation to help them. How do we help them? Give them the opportunity. Exactly. Give them the opportunities to come in. Not everyone's going to go to the platform. I think everyone, um, I think anyone who makes a choice to go to the platform, I admire. Because it's not an easy place. It can be a very lonely place. Yeah. yeah. We know that, Laurie. It can be, yeah. And I think sometimes we've got to remember that we're not actually training up mediums to demonstrate from platform. We're training people up also to become aware of spirit, attuned to spirit, to become spiritual, and then doorways open from maybe a bit later down the road. Does that make sense? Hugely, hugely. Yeah. And through spiritualism and its practices, 
develops spirituality. They go hand in hand. And um, spiritualism can actually start to answer some of the questions that people who are already on their spiritual plane uh, and their pathway of spirituality understand what's going on, which is exactly what you said. You know, and as I said, we have, we've got a, a, a what literally is a once in a lifetime opportunity here to actually look at what we're doing. I am not being rude or dismissive or detrimental to anybody at all, but to go and sit in a church um, and have Mantovani played at you for 20 minutes and then a couple of old hymns, it's, that is not going to bring people in the door. You know, we've got to mix it up a bit. Uh, we've got to bring in all the energies and let them combine and let them work together. And any time you introduce change, you know, you will get the detractors. It goes hand in hand. But like I think that change, I think that change, Laurie, now is upon us. I think with the lockdown, what we've seen through lockdown, how people have responded to it with spirit, and I admire people who have gone on and <clears throat> in the right way try to bring spirit to people. Yeah, you can understand. But I do fear... This is only my, me. I do fear that churches will close. Sadly, and, they are. Yep, I do fear that churches are closed, that some centres won't open, and that I think some of it is self-brought on by churches. I think, you know, they should have opened their doors to people because people needed somewhere to be to be part of we can argue that till the cows come home yeah right and i'm not saying who's right or who's wrong and i'm certainly not starting out to start an argument but what i'm going to say is the doors of the churches or centers must remain open they must be welcoming for people to come in and the opportunities of training because i'm going to say this and I've said it a million and one times, there are probably 50 to 100 mediums to there is to a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the teachings and the demons, but it's the teachings that are going to open doors up. I only ever got to where I am now. Um, and I've always been a bit of a recluse, a lone wolf. I've always kept myself to myself. I've got to where I am by trusting spirit, working with spirit, learning always to try and grow, try and improve, try and be better. But 30 years down the line, I still go back to my training days when I was in circle because I had a good foundation to work from. Yeah. That is still applicable to this. <clears throat> and I think that's where we, we, we need to work building the foundations of teaching and good demonstration, good quality mediums. Definitely. Because if you put a good quality medium up on one that isn't, you will see the difference a mile off. Sorry, but you asked me to be me, and that is me. No, I, I agree 100%. And again, I'm talking from Paul Church's point of view in only just as a factual way, not a self-promotion event. 
uh, a lot of our services now won't have evidential mediumship as part of the service. They will have other forms of mediumship making the service because it's just bringing new energies, new thoughts. You know, for you and I, Bill, you know, we've had our evidence and probably a lot of people in the uh, comment box tonight have also had their evidence. So once we've got to that stage of actually having had that evidence that mum is there, it's been proven to me by a complete stranger who told me she wears Estee Lauder youth shoe, and I'm like, spot on. Why do I need every week to be sat there watching yet another evidential medium going on and going on? But then the weeks turn into months, the months turn into years. And it's just this endless, you know, uh, procession of media. And you've probably had this, Bill, you'll understand, I hope you will. Um, <laughs> as from a medium's point of view, you know, when you're up there working, uh, the, the two worst things a chairperson can say is, time for one more. Oh, God. And, and also, and this is the clincher, Thank you very much, Bill. That was a lovely evening. Next week, we've got a really good medium coming in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. what you want to say to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, because it has, it's become too, to me, my opinion, it's become too formulaic. It's, it's time for that shake-up. It's time to bring in new thoughts, new ideas. Be brave, try things. You know, yeah. if it doesn't work, there is no shame in that. You know, actually, you'll find probably a lot of people rally to support you. You know, if you have a bit of a duffer, they'll go, <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Well, you know, how about so-and-so? But there's a lovely comment here, Amory Bond. And again, the Assembly of Spirit Inspirations, a spiritual seeker's service. There is no mediumship. And we have a guest speaker who's giving trance philosophy speaking. We are hoping to bring back the old days. We have a Sunday spiritual service tomorrow. All welcome on Zoom if interested. Just search the assembly. Of... And good on you, Anne-Marie. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. I totally agree. I, 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 yeah, talk about it. You don't, you know, there, there is a case there where, um, Anne-Marie saying about that, yeah? Talk. Because if you can talk the people's language, people will understand. Yeah. And if you've got the knowledge and you can put that knowledge across to people, that is worth a thousand messages on its own. Because what you put across to people, someone will say, oh, what about this, what about that? To, to answer a question, could you answer that? Yeah, I can actually, but I'm going to answer it from my own understanding. And you give it. Now that person's got two understandings, theirs, yours, and then they will couple that and with spirit and they will find their own understanding. And that to me is the seed that generates knowledge. Yeah, I, I say brilliant, Emery. What a lovely way to do it. I've seen efforts like this, Laurie, where people at churches have said, right, we're going to do a questions and answers night. No one turns up. I know. Right, I we're know. going to do a night. No one turns up. 
Right, we're going to do an evening of clairvoyance. X amount on the door. Everybody turns up. But I guarantee you, right, you will have people come up to you and say, what does this mean? And I had this happen. Can you explain that? And sometimes I find myself biting my tongue and saying, well, they offered a night mm. to ask questions, but you didn't come along. It's like, I've had my message now. Now I can ask me questions. There's a, yeah. a nice comment there from Scott. Gordon once said the churches will crumble and the centre will raise, but centre of light back in the 80s. I remember I agree, it. Scott. And right. even though I run a church uh, and I'm very proud to be running a church, we, we, we are not of what everybody would define a church as. You know, people say, oh, it's a church, you know, because they've got this fixed impression. Actually, Paul Church, if you come in the doors, you might think, oh, oh, this is interesting. I'm bringing back as well into the services here, healing as part of the service. Because I believe that the services or the healing hours and whatever the, uh, the family gathering sessions as well, these are times when all the gifts of the spirit are to be celebrated and not pushed to one side as a separate entity. Because I agree with you there. I've uh, locally to here, there's a church that does a Monday night, and it's, it's a brilliant night. You do a reading, you do a dress, you do questions and answer, you do a demo mediumship. And when I was taking out mediums, we were on that cusp between sitting in circle and actually going out there on your own. It was a great night to take those out with me, you know, because he covered all the aspects and it really engaged. Sadly, like you said, six people, seven people. And you just think this is sad. I agree with Scott's thing there. I remember um, having this debate even as far back into the 90s, yeah? I can remember this rise. And I was only saying to Keith um, the, other, the other week about it that there was this rise and popularity suddenly popped out of nowhere centers yeah council run private whichever it was and they would have the evenings of clairvoyance and etc and it got to the stage where i made a comment that if someone had a big enough pigeon loft they could get five people in it hold an even in a clairvoyance in it yeah, yeah. And because i remember distinctly seeing it rise up you know, this um, this thing, but the church's hands, they're not tied. Their destiny is in their own hands. Yeah. You know, that that's the thing that you've got to remember. It's in their own hands. It's, you know, when you look at some of the organisations through this pandemic, you've got to ask yourself, what did they do for people? That was a question that was posed to me the other day. Yeah. You know, what do you do? How do you enhance it and bring it? I don't know. You know, I've always said that spiritualism is a much stronger force, right, if it can come back under one umbrella. The truth. There's yes. the words. The truth. Yeah. Nothing um, about personalities and logos and letters. It's the truth. Because that's what we're all about, what we're searching for the truth what it's about yeah. what we do
But I'd say, look, I've got to give you this, Laurie. I, I saw something. You said about the healing. Who said it about healing circle? Healing, I think it'd go. I was talking about healing circle. Yeah. Uh, oh, Phil Shaw, bringing healing back into the service. <clears throat> we were working in North London. I can't remember which, where. But it was first, one of the first times I worked there. And what they did, instead of like reading from a healing book, yeah, so you'd have, right, we're going to read through this healing book for people to have healing. Well, sometimes I used to think, how thick is that book? It go on and on and on, and it's the cat and the dog and the goldfish and the blade of grass that I stood on earlier on. I'm, I'm only playing friends, yeah? But it went on and on and on. But this particular one that we worked, they, they, well, we're coming to the healing service now. If anyone would like to ask for healing, please do. And people stood up or sat down and said, I would like to ask healing for my mum, blah, blah, blah. And then someone else would do it. And then someone else would do it. And it, it was so fantastic to see, Laurie. Yeah. It was beautiful. That The whole service wasn't just a case of send thoughts. Well, don't have to send thoughts. Ask. And I sat on the platform and watched these people ask for healing for themselves or friends or family. And it was beautiful. You could feel the vibration of the church lift. And this blanket of spirit just encompassed everybody. It incorporated everybody at the same time. And I thought, do you know what? I'd love to see that. Really would love to see that. And I, and I would uh, su suppose that those who are more introvert, more inward and not outward speaking, could have possibly put a note on the platform and said, oh, we're asking for this person. What a beautiful way of bringing back service. Healing service. And again, going back to what I was saying about shaking up the service formats, because that's actually engaging the congregations. You know, this thing about churches and centres is going to rumble on because everybody's perception of the word church and everybody's perception of the word centre differs. I look sometimes and i do wonder when i see a church converting to a center and to celebrate that fact they're going to have a divine service with minister so and so i just think you haven't converted yeah sorry you haven't converted you are still of that church ethos you know um it's but that that is definitely one for another night and a long night as well <laughs> But yeah, healing as part of the service. And this is why I'm trying to focus things here, what we're doing at Paul Church, um, is to bring things in to the service rather than having lots of separate events and thinning it out. Um, it is part of the service. You want healing, you come to the service. You want uh, philosophy, you come to the service. You want to bring the kids down, family gathering. Yeah, we've got Uncle Simon teaching how to draw dinosaurs and all sorts going on. But it's that community, and that is our mainstay, and that is our true power. So whether you're a church or a centre, it doesn't matter. The name of what you call yourself doesn't matter. It's what you do counts. Yes. I'm a big believer in that. And you've got to build community, and you can only build community by bringing people together and talking. Yeah. 
So, okay. yeah, anything that people can do in their services to involve the congregation. I love doing what I do. Um, and I will do it for as long as I physically can. Yeah. You know, I've, I've said that to my missus who, you know, is my greatest ally. She's my greatest critic as well. Yeah. But my greatest love. And, you know, if I go up on platform and she says, well, I didn't like the way you work tonight, she give me a reason why, right? But I ask for pointers, yeah? What I say to her sometimes is, what did you feel tonight? And sometimes she'll say to me, do you know that church felt so empty? Or that centre felt so empty? It was like almost like a conveyor belt. We've got one in, he's done his messages, right? Now we've got a better medium next week. Freddie Blog's coming on. Yeah. You know, and it's just blah, 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 blah. And what people don't realise is a church needs to grow. It needs to feed. And it feeds off of people because people make the energy. Yeah. And when the energy's right and the ambience is right, spirit will come through. Yeah. And I say to people, if you want spirit, then create the right settings and environment for it. Because not only will you get, you'll learn and you'll feel and you'll remember. And and that is where I think, Laurie, sometimes I think, you know, I do. I, I, I've come, when, I, when we went through lockdown, it was the closest I come to giving up. Yeah, yeah I believe it. It was the closest I come to giving up because I'm going to be brutally honest. And, you know, I don't care if it's upset people. I've never been one to shy away. I watch what I watch on some parts, and I'm not going to name who, where, when. And I thought, if this is what we've come to, this is what I don't want to do. And I stopped missing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now I can get out again, and I found that I can feel that energy. I can feel where I belong because I want to be there, and I enjoy it. I think now I've got a little bit more revigorated, more energy, more drive. And I just hope that I will see it in my lifetime that the, the movement will become stronger. Because if I could go back to when I started and trained, spiritualism was totally different. I just wish them days would come back. All right, he's got to advance a bit and adapt a bit to the needs of today. Yeah, and going back to what you just said there about spiritualism was different, there they uh, were doing what I'm doing and hopefully a lot of other churches and centres will at least try yeah. by doing different things because you would have psychometry services, you would have flower sentient services, you would have all these, you know, it, it wasn't the conveyor belt. Each medium worked in a different aspect of their mediumship. Psychometry, when it's done well, is brilliant. And for a medium to stand there and pick up an object and tell the story, this is for the benefit of people not familiar with it, so it'll be a personal item that's only belonged to you, and the medium will be placed on a tray at the front of the church, out of sight of the medium, the medium will come in and then start to select items, and as they're working with it, they will tell your story because they're working in that psychic energy. They're picking up that psychic energy as well. But then, as part of that, they will link spirit in 
to give the message. And well, I saw just... that go oh, brilliant. I saw that go one better. I can't remember his name. However, the psychic artist. I'm sure it was Oliver. Oliver Jones. Oh, and he, no, many years ago at Hilderville. When you go around with a train, people would put in an item or something, yeah? A bit of psychometry. And you pick it up. There was no pre-drawn drawings or anything. And he'd say, right, I've got this in. Oh, right. And he's giving off what he's picking up of it. Very good evidence. And then boom, 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 boom. There would be the picture of the lady he's just described. Wow. Yeah. Right? And I sort of sat there and I thought, wow. And one woman... She uh, and I know the woman, so it was nothing to do with no setup or anything. He picked up a ring, he walked up to his easel, and he went, Now, with this person I've got, and he described what they look like, and and etc. And he didn't want one answer from the from the person, not one answer, right? And then all of a sudden, he would draw this person and he say, This is the lady who's telling me. And she showed me the picture she had in her purse of her mum. And he might as well just got hold of a printed copy and printed it out for her. It was bang. And I sat there and I thought, that's spirit. Yeah. I think over the last 20 years, uh, churches and centres across the width and breadth of the land have limited spirit in what they can actually do with us by not allowing things and playing the safe card all the time. We've got a question here to finish off the night with from the lovely Scott Milligan. Thank you, Scott, for joining us tonight. What do you think? Do you think mediumship is a shop front and the philosophy is the true meaning of spirituality? Yeah. Unquestionably. The message is always going to be the carrot before the donkey. That, 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 that's proved itself time and time again. You know, you put up a philosophy evening, you'll have no one. Yeah? You put up the message evening for a demo evening of clairvoyance and you'll have people come. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that, Scott. Yeah. The philosophy is the true meaning because what is, what is spiritualism without the philosophy? Exactly. philosophy is the foundation stone of any religion in this world any belief will have its standing in its base stone its philosophy stone of this is what it's about this is why we are this is because because of that spiritualism and a philosophy of spirit is there is no such thing as death that life is continuous, that we exist, that we can communicate, that we're never alone, that our loved ones are there, that there's somewhere we go to when we leave this world. Yeah? People know that already. And that's why they say, yeah, yeah, well, I know all that, but I want a message from me, me granddad or me name. Does that make sense? Yeah. So to me, the shop front is, it's the selling point of what spiritualism yeah. is about. Message. Unquestionably. It is. It's, it's that thing that uh, grabs the attention of the novice. It really does. But this is where the churches and the centres and the platform mediums themselves need to sort of like add, just add that bit at the end and say, thank you very much. I couldn't have done it without you. If you, if the evidence has stirred your curiosity, that spirit inviting you to find out more. 
yeah. or something along those lines you know and yeah. just bring bring out the message of the message i'm going to go one better if i can on this question with this only because you want to and you're yeah. just being cantankerous tonight i'm always cantankerous and facetious <laughs> as well i get that word in yeah <laughs> No one person's philosophy is the ultimate, right? Remember that because you've got to have your own philosophy because that's the driving force and the fuel behind what you do. Yeah. Right? I I walked out, I told them exactly what I thought of them um, and they weren't too impressed with that. When a very old and established medium had all this writing, yeah, um, <coughs> written down, and this has come from my guide, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's lovely, my dear, they're all going, yeah? And a young lad, and I do mean young Laurie, yeah, brought in his writings, and oh, yes, well, that's just you, that's not proper spirit. Yeah. And his writings superseded and left her writings in the dust you because could they were read, of today yep you could read them words and then words spoke spirit 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 but it wasn't going to be accepted because someone's nose didn't want to be put out of joint yeah and to me so i say to people whatever spirit give you whatever you fill with spirit whatever is your driving force that is your philosophy but remember, we don't know it all, but we know enough to know that we can learn a lot more. Definitely. Try that, and the book will open for you. Yeah, I agree totally. And I, yes, Scott, I do agree. My description, I said, uh, the messages are like the sprinkles on top of the cake, uh, because I like cake. <laughs> they are like the sprinkles on top of the cake, because the true nourishment, the truth, you know, the true tummy filler is through the philosophy yeah. but it's also by encouraging that and actually teaching people as well that you know you're going to get inspiration and things from spirit and they don't all need validation you know they don't need you to run out and go look i got there from spirit last night and i get you know and this is where people tend to get a bit of a backlash find your own truth find yeah. your own truth yeah, exactly you know find your own truth. bill Laurie. Uh, Bill. I'll pack it in. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for having what us. a lovely evening. Thank you. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Big thank you to everybody who joined us tonight. Uh, a lot of our peers in tonight. So uh, a bit of a okay be on your best behavior but yeah really good night really interesting conversation thank you so much thank you for having me and thank you everybody for questions Annette. next saturday we have a slight change i have been invited to talk with the danish spiritual Asso uh, spiritual association <coughs> with the lovely Jack Eckhart, and that will be a discussion about Christianity and spiritualism. Are they both compatible? 
So that is being broadcast live on the Danish Spiritual Association's Facebook page. I will also share it direct to our Facebook page as well. So that's next Saturday night at 7 p.m. Oi, I've got a question for you. Where's Talk? <laughs> Laurie, you're going red. You're going very red. <laughs> he, he's gone home. <laughs> With the um. Yeah, he's <laughs> home. Tor's gone home, but I have seen a dodgy pizza delivery guy called Mario running around. Yeah. <laughs> you may put in an appearance tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what mood he's in later on. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, your comments direct and uh make these evenings bill thank you for sharing your knowledge your wit and your wisdom thank you a lovely lady who i know is sat just off the camera there somewhere so uh for putting up and listening you giggling away everybody have a wonderful night take care god bless and we'll god bless everyone soon. good night